Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the What Culture Game podcast. I'm Josh, joined today by Ben Roy Turner. Hello, Ben Roy. Hello, and good Monday to you all. How are you doing, man? We're like halfway through E3, I guess. We've got tonight and tomorrow to go, but we've already had some pretty big yeah. hitters, including the Microsoft conference. We've had Square Enix. We've had Ubisoft. We've had um, Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest as well, the kickoff event for that. So we've got so much news and so many new games to talk about. And I'm actually kind of surprised at how many there are. You know, E3 is always no slouch. But for me, at least personally, I thought Microsoft's in particular has kind of like saved the whole thing. I was kind of iffy about Ubisoft. There were a few interesting things from Square Enix, but for me, Microsoft is what made it feel like E3. And that's, I think, what we're going to talk most about today. But how are you finding it, Ben, right? Because obviously we ha- didn't have an E3 last year, and now yeah. it's kind of come back swinging, swinging, I guess. Well, it's weird because I wasn't looking forward to it until it was happening because I wasn't going to watch the Summer Games Fest. And then I decided, you know what, I'm going to watch it. And I was rewarded rewarded for it at the beginning and in the middle that sort of just the show went a bit too long and the pie i I had eaten took over and i fell asleep for like say 10 (laughs) minutes so but it was a good way to kick off the show in the end like saying that um get kojima talk about 9-11 let's just love a bit of that stuff going on and then with the uh ubisoft there were we finally got dates for these games that have been lingering in sort of like limbo for however many thousand years it's been now. And the Microsoft <laughs> one, as you said, just big old Phil and Todd Howard just came out there with a big mallet and like we've won and just they more or less did. I mean, you it. know, I, I was like you, even though obviously I'm usually a huge fan of E3, with the entire year that we've had with how kind of like last minute a lot of this stuff had felt, I didn't properly get excited until i was watching the conference and i watched the microsoft yeah. one a little bit later because i was watching the football at first and i was outside it, it, avoided came, home, twitter. it? it came home yeah, it did it came home very yeah. briefly and it will come home again yes i avoided twitter jumped on microsoft um their conference with like very little expectations and then by the end of it i'm convinced to get an xbox series x like that's how good i think it is the way they've pushed game pass the way they've announced all of these exclusives the way that they've re-announced some games like i am totally in the hype camp now and the first thing i did this morning and last night was check to see if there was any xbox series x's in stock which of course there are not and i don't want to get an s i don't want to like admit defeat and get an s even though that is a good machine wait, wait, i'm trying so to hold out i'm putting, I'm a, to hold out I'm putting a pin now it, getting an s is not admit defeat it still does 4k it still does hdr it's a lovely little machine like hey 
I don't know. They, if you want to be all your I have one by Series X and that's it, then it's fine. But like, yes, anyone out there, get an S for your kid, get get him on Game Pass. You don't need discs. Snap all your discs, you're done. <laughs> do not tell everyone to snap all their discs. I do not back that advice. I suppose we should trip into some of the games and start where Microsoft started, which was the grand reunveiling of Starfield. They kicked off the show with this. Like you said, Todd Howard came out, talked about how this is the first you know, new franchise that they've come up with in 25 years, how it's on a new, new um, engine, the Creation 2 engine, which is probably music to a lot of people's ears. The trailer itself, I'm not sure if you'll agree, but I found like the actual trailer, the actual look at the game, a little bit underwhelming. We didn't see much apart from, you know, a spaceship, a planet, someone taking off in an old timey astronaut suit. But the fact that it's coming out officially on the 11th of the 11th, um, 2022. So essentially a year and a little bit away. The fact that it's confirmed to be an Xbox exclusive, like all of that got me excited. And the way that Todd was talking about yeah. it got me excited. The fact that it's on a new engine. And I'm really looking forward to seeing a proper, you know, gameplay reveal of this title. Not only is it an Xbox exclusive, but it's going to be on Game Pass day one. So yes. if you're already on Game Pass, the, the super Game Pass is like gold PC and thing is like a tenner all in. So, you know, you've got that already. But um, was it 11 years after Skyrim this as well? It feels yeah. like even though Fallout 4 for what was big, I feel like Fallout 4 was big. It, it, just, it felt like more of the same way. This is for like their next big game, like 10 years later. I mean, I was in university when uh, Skyrim came out and now it's a whole different world out there. But I also am glad they confirmed it was an Xbox exclusive. I feel like Phil got a bit violent towards the end. Like, yes, it's on Xbox. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> Xbox exclusive. Yeah. Just shut up. It, it, it felt like this whole conference was like, shut up. It's on Xbox only. Okay. We, anywhere that Game Pass is available, um, Jim, Jim, anywhere where Game Pass is available. So it felt like that. It's all like, Dick's like, we're getting out of the way. But Starfield for me, it, it, you've got to have a cinematic trailer for the first one or sort of like, you know, a look and a feel of the universe. And I wasn't expecting, I mean, it, get, this this thing's probably still on fire because they probably now got an extra couple of fire extinguishers courtesy of the the buyout so now they get this game might have been secretly delayed a year or sort of put back because bethesda's whole like life isn't resting on this one thing now they've got the financial backing from microsoft so i feel like they've been yeah. given as much breathing room as they sort of need and i imagine we would see like let's get halo out of the way let's start like next year i would like to see sank before next e3 for this maybe summer not summer uh, what is the? I'm trying to think of um, Jeff Keighley's end of year, the Game Awards. Maybe the we Game get Awards. a bit of gameplay at the end of the Game Awards. But um, at this point, would you be disappointed if it was just? I say just if it was the a, a copy and paste almost of Skyrim, Fallout, and Outer Worlds. <sighs> It's, it's a difficult one because, you know, I love the Bethesda model. I really like Fallout 4, although a lot of yeah. people were disappointed by that. So for me, if it was just Fallout 4 in space with a better engine, um, a more reliable engine without all of those um, bugs and glitches and stuff, like for me, that would be fine. But I do recognize that they're no longer the pinnacle RPG makers in a lot of people's eyes. While um, CD Projekt Red might have completely fumbled <laughs> it with Cyberpunk, you know, The Witcher 3 completely changed the game when it came to RPGs 
you know, we've got, like you say, Obsidian making the Outer Worlds, the Outer Worlds 2, they've also got Avowed, they're also messing around in the same first-person RPG space. So I feel like with this next game, considering it has been so long, like you say, and it is a next-gen game, you know, built for the ground up for that new technology, I do want to see some pretty big leaps forward. I want to see some things completely, you know, overhauled and revolutionized, and I want to see a confident next step. And if that means they have to take this extra time to get it ready like i'm totally fine by that i do agree with you like it obviously makes sense for them to show a cinematic trailer now and then obviously re show some gameplay maybe have a deeper dive at the end of the year going into next year we're still a long ways out from this and of course with games being this far away there's always a chance that it might maybe get delayed as well we should never put that off the cards but overall i was more convinced by the way they talked about it and the idea of Starfield rather than what we actually saw. But like I say, if this far out, that's completely fine, I think. And you did mention there, actually, Benroy, to quickly go back in time and steal this segue from five minutes ago. You mentioned Halo. Yeah. Halo had a, obviously another big reunveiling this year. We got the fact that Halo's multiplayer is going to be free to play at the end of the year. And of course, Halo's campaign will be coming to Game Pass day one, like most of the games that they showed off. Uh, what did you think of Halo? Because I was actually quite pleasantly surprised. I thought it looked quite interesting, but I want to know what your, what your thoughts are. Uh, I was glad to have just certain lines of dialogue confirming that this wasn't a reboot. Like, I mean, mm. I, I, I'm all here for soft reboots to get people back in, but if you just like wipe out canon or have anywhere, so like, you know, Resident Evil 7 did like sort of, like, it's still in the same timeline, but hey, you can step in here and there's all this lore around you. Like, I think that's the perfect way to do it. And just no one should ever wipe out their canon. Like that for me, that would just make me, incredibly more like incredibly less interested i don't even know if that's a proper usage of the english language but yeah. i wouldn't be so much in it but i'm liking the mystery of it so far and we've had that one trailer where that dark lord brute from um halo uh wars 2 mm -hmm. was sort of like shouting down the galaxy and uh, we still don't know what's going on with um, OG Cortana because she's um, references the the rogue AI. We don't know what's going on with her and how Master Chief is becoming more and more of a less of a just a, an action figure and wanted to do things like now we're going to go and find her and then like hinting that the mission's going to change and breaking it. Like, we did, we shouldn't ever like break Master Chief out of like the mold, I guess, and like take the helmet off and then give him a mohawk and stuff. You know what I mean? But like, give enough where Master Chief feels more like an organic being in yeah. certain respects. And I, I like that. And I, I like the look of the multiplayer as well. Like multiplayer for Halo for me kind of died around the reach time because I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get sniped from a hundred miles across the map. But, uh, and then they added running and then they, they, they kept throwing things on, even though it seems like the grappling hooks here and you can grab guns off the floor, which looks yes. brilliant, a, gr a great yeah. addition. Uh, man cannons are back. And I like the idea of, um, it feels like they're adding more into it, but just uh, distilling it down and bring it back to where it should be. Obviously we don't know yet, but it's free for everyone, even if you're not on Game Pass. So that's, uh, that's a sign for me that there's going to be microtransactions out of the um the uh the halo i'm gonna say the yeah. halo and what do you think about that it being free just for everyone already 
I mean, it being free, I think, is awesome. You know, there were rumors about this actually late last year, so I like the fact that this seems like it's the the part of the experience that's been ready for the longest. I'm sure they have made improvements since it was delayed, but I feel like that's the thing that they've been confident about. Um, so the fact that it's free is like a huge move. And, you know, it, it being alongside the campaign on, that's obviously coming to Game Pass, which, you know, isn't technically free, but a lot of people see it as like yeah. freebies or whatever. Um, it's just like a completely different model to what the competition is doing you know you have this flagship franchise and it's like look we're splitting it into two parts you can have the multiplayer aspect which loads and loads of people like that's just going to be free to play anyone can jump in who owns some some kind of microsoft machine you've got the campaign which you might want to buy but you can also get it at free on game pass it's just like splitting it up but making it ultimately more accessible and i love the fact that now you can just have a subscription or even not if you just have an xbox live subscription you can get part of this experience however that does come with the caveat that you mentioned in terms of microtransactions and how they're going to support the game because i did notice that when they announced that it was coming free to play they specifically said the first season of halo infinite's multiplayer which yeah. obviously makes it feel like they're going to do the battle pass gimmick which i'm not entirely against especially if it's free to play and it's done well but obviously you know when it when any time you hear the terms battle pass or seasons or whatever you potentially assume the worst you potentially assume that it's going to be a piecemeal experience but i'd hope i'd hope no i'd hope they've learned from the competition and wouldn't do anything that nefarious to their biggest franchise or one I mean, of their biggest franchise and also you're a warzone kid and warzone is being going through and extend its life past the Call of Duties as well. And I was just thinking this about it in terms of like gears and things that I still play. Like when you put 70 hours into a multiplayer and then you get a game two you used to get one like two years later and then the whole slate was wiped clean. If they do a thing where this multiplayer will keep progressing and then your sort of status keeps progressing, then I'm more with that. And I feel like yeah. that's a good way of keeping not breaking up the player bases anymore, sort of thing. And and I'm also wondering at one point. Like, how does this eventually... Because everything eventually gets pulled into the Master Chief collection. I don't know if this would ever <laughs> affect the others there, or then maybe this this launcher itself stays out of it. And, like, when Halo Infinite eventually gets sucked into the Master Chief, it just stays in its own sort of, like, uh, sphere. I don't know. I, but I like the idea of it being split out. And, hey, if if you've got to do a battle pass to do some stuff and fair enough air, I'm still doing the gears five, uh, battle passes, uh, and they've been free and they've been given decent stuff. Yeah. Uh, and how many years away are we from gears five when it came out? I felt like gears five came out the, the first day I met you and it's been ever since then. <laughs> gears five. So what is the next game that you want to shout at me about? The next game, um, I just want to quickly shout at you about because I know you're a big fan and I'm looking forward to it. And so am I, but it's um, Back for Blood, which we've actually seen plenty of times before. We've known a lot about this game. We knew that it was coming in October, but the big thing was that it was going to be a Game Pass exclusive, which, you know, is another huge win because even though it's not necessarily an exclusive to an Xbox machine, I feel like so many people will just be more open to trying this and it will mean that you can get your friends online much easier than convincing people to spend 60, 70 pounds on a copy, which I'm going to have to do because none of my friends have an Xbox apart from you, Ben Roy. But I suppose, I guess I'm going to have to get out the old Don box and then play it with you, I suppose. 
God, the old dumb box. I was all um, up for this was going to be a game I would have purchased on PlayStation, but now I just can't because, like, like if those Bethesda games were coming to Xbox, I mean PlayStation, sorry, I wouldn't be paying for them when I could just play them on Game Pass. It just doesn't make financial sense. Like, I could put that money into, like, I don't know, uh, getting some groceries for the week, shall we say. <laughs> But yeah, Bat for Blood, I, I, I love, 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 love Left 4 Dead. Uh, I, hundreds of hours in Left 4 Dead 1 and 2, did everything, all, all like the hardest, like just uh, the punishing difficulties, just because back there, I don't know, maybe I was younger and had more time, but Left 4 Dead for me, shooting zombies, just just the perfect mix. And it's weird that now that the Left 4 Dead team are returning with their own sort of Back for Blood. It's like, you know, the kid copying his friend's homework. Like, okay, this is Back for Left 4 Dead, Back for Blood. How can we, guys, this, this is us making it. And then we're going to get some other games that we'll talk about later on. But, and also other games on the periphery that seem to all be now harping on that sort of style, which I'm fine with because who doesn't love a good co-op sort of shooter where you just shoot hordes of things. But Battle for Blood coming to Game Pass when I feel like that's one of the bigger launches this year. I can't wait. I, 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 this, it was, I was soldering already, and I'm just talking about how much I love zombies and shooting them. But yeah, I think this is going to nah, be a good one. Yeah, I'm totally with you. Like the entire concept, I've been craving for a Left 4 Dead 3 for like 10 years or however long it's been since the second game. Yeah. And to know that it's the original devs coming back, doing a spiritual successor. And from all accounts, you know, I've been trying my best to keep up with some of the, um, I think it's maybe the alpha or the beta that's been out so far. I know people have played it and it kind of like looks intriguing. I'm not sold in everything and I won't go into great detail on that in this video because it's going to be far too long but you know there are some things that i'm interested to see how it impacts the game like the card system that they've got how it's going to be supported in the long term but at its core back for bloods you know zombie killing co-op mayhem is entirely the thing i want um out of this year but yes we know that exists so i'll move on now to contraband which is the new game from the Just Cause developers um, at Avalanche, which is going to be a console exclusive. This is set in the 70s. It's apparently going to be some kind of open world heist game. We didn't get much apart from a cinematic trailer, but I don't know whether this was your thing at all, Ben Roy. It's something that, you know, I'm going to have my eye on it. It didn't steal the show for me, but was still a very interesting thing for Microsoft to have um, to show to, you know, convince people to get an Xbox 4, I thought. I mean, yeah, Game Pass, all that sort of thing. I, I, we don't know much about it yet, but anything that in that sort of vein is going to interest me. And again, you feel dumb for not trying it if you have an Xbox with Game Pass on, right? So, yeah. um, I mean, the, the cinematic trailer, I mean, a lot of the time I'm trying to not be sort of like, it's a cinematic, cinematic trailer. Like I was, that obviously is more interesting like a Starfield because it's been on the periphery for so long but at the same time i just hope this doesn't get confused with the mark Wahlberg film which is available to watch on netflix now <laughs> very nice very nice um next we actually have another look at a game that i also know that you're a big fan of i feel oh. like this was a good this is a good one for you man but this was yes. um stalker 2 which has a new release date of 2022 we saw a first look at um proper gameplay and for me like stalker the original stalker and all of his expansions and stuff like that wasn't an experience i i never touched because i didn't have a pc or anything like that but it's a game that i've always kind of like been fascinated by and really kind of 
yeah, just like sort of fascinated with the entire reputation that it has, with the people who enjoy it. So the fact that this is coming to a console, it's another reason for me to want to get an Xbox, you know? And so it's another reason for me to want to kind of like invest yeah. and see how this thing plays because it looked visually like really stunning, I thought. Stalker is a weird one because like Stalker came out at the end of my sort of like PC gaming run. My my sort of run was from like 98 to about uh 2005 uh around mm. about the whenever the 360 came out then i was sort of like well i'm not going to buy another graphics card just for excel and powerpoint so i'm done there but yeah still good just like take uh like just the the, the atmosphere the imagination of like metro games and roll it into like kind of what exodus was but imagine exodus but bigger and those sort of like hub worlds and i like, just it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Man, anything about this sort of uh, era in history, like the Chernobyl stuff I'm crazy about. I went to Chernobyl yeah. uh, for, for God's sake. But also, yeah, just anything coming out of uh, sort of like that part of the world, I love games that come out from like um, any part of Europe where they just got a different flavor and feel to them. Where we're so used to, um, so that you don't get really like sort of brochures and things out there. And I just want to go around Chernobyl and have it sort of finally realized because mm-hmm. I feel like they weren't able to. They were able to go for a sort of a scope back then with Stalker One, but uh, the the power wasn't there as much. So I hope with this also being on Game Pass, they've got a, they've got a sort of like their way into Phil Spencer's coin purse and they can get a bit more coins out and like <laughs> help them take their time a bit and also make it the game they wanted the first one to be as I say that, but the first one was a mega hit or like with yeah. certain diehards. And I just, it's got big boots to fill, but I feel like Stalker 2 can do it and I can't wait. 
Yeah, totally. I mean, I know exactly what you mean. Obviously, the first one was a huge hit. Obviously, it cultivated this massive fan base. But like you said, you know, the ambition of the team almost kind of got away from the realities of the tech that they were working with. And, you know, it was well-renowned for its kind of issues and its patches and the things changed constantly through development. So it's going to be interesting to see how this just kind of like hits out of the gate. We have a few smaller games coming after this. We've got the the sequel to A Plague Tale, which is called A Plague Tale Requiem now. Unexpected unexpected really cool to see i thought the cinematic trailer was interesting a plague tale one though whilst i enjoyed it i didn't get i don't know why you, no one can see this who's listening yeah. to this but i'm waving around a controller like i'm some kind of conductor um i, I wasn't like in love with it i thought it was very good now ben roy's doing it he's just making me a puppet um i did i thought it was very good but i didn't fall head over heels in love with it like i saw wanting to I can see that because the first one very much had that B game jank, and I also felt like uh, it sort of opened weirdly, then got strong. And it's sort of like imagine the game of five parts where it was opened a bit weird, and then it got strong, and then it sort of mellowed out a bit, and then it got strong again, and the ending sort of like lost itself a bit. So I feel like that game was also a lot longer than I thought it would be. But the yeah. idea of going through that time period and that like in France just with billions of rats everywhere and the plague is again not something you get a lot of in gaming at the moment and uh, it wasn't a chore to get through that game in certain aspects the, the stealth was very the stealth was very um, how I say like early 2000s split and cell where you get seen it and you're dead sorry goodbye lol yeah. start again but for me I'm interested to see what they can do taking all that criticism on board with a number two wasn't expecting number two gonna play it because obviously it's game pass and yeah this is sony losing another sale from me because it's on game pass and i want to play the second one absolutely i did a big pop for the uh the rat avalanche that kind of opened the trailer with them spilling through the streets like it was the bloody shining and the elevator doors have opened and the blood have come out i did enjoy that but yeah like you say you know it's another one that you can just you can just try now because it's on game pass and we had a few smaller games like i said we had atomic heart which is kind of similar vibe as this like post-apocalyptic first-person shooter thing. I know a lot of people have been waiting on that for a while. That got a, a, a new showing. We had um, Replaced, which was this kind of like gorgeous 2D platformer yeah, thing, great. which looked cyberpunk thing, which looked really cool. Um, and we had another look at um, 12 Minutes, which announced it's just mad, mad cast, which has Willem Dafoe in it, which is just awesome. Like this as a concept, if you don't know, it's kind of like a Groundhog Day style where you replay the same 12 minutes leading up to some big event. And yeah, they announced the voice cast, which was just crazy. Again, it's another thing that I think will benefit heavily from being on Game Pass that people could just try. But I suppose one of the bigger ones we should talk about is The Outer Worlds 2, which I definitely didn't expect. And um, because Obsidian have just so many games on the go, they've got um, yeah. Grow Home, which they're supporting. They've got Avowed, which is a, a big RPG. And they've announced The Outer Worlds 2 in it with a trailer that I thought was very, very funny. Yes, because um, I was actually uh, watching the Giant Bomb stream they're talking about it, and they couldn't work out what game it was at first. Like, is this Outer Worlds? <laughs> and as it was going through, and I was like, but why are they, why is this being so, it felt like it was going to show me energy drinks or something at the end. Like, <laughs> by the way, here's some Doritos and here we go sort of thing. And then when it turned to be Outer Worlds, like, oh, it was. And then it was like, I was expecting some DLCs. Like, oh, it's the Outer Worlds 2. Okay, here we go. Uh, yes, because... um. <laughs> The Outer Worlds was something that I uh, I played on Game Pass the first one. Like you, I think you had it on PlayStation, didn't you? So 
Yes, uh, I think but so. that was one where I thought I might have missed it that year, but because it was on Game Pass, I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll stay, I'll visit 2 a.m. once more and play this game to 2 a.m. And <laughs> thanks to old Phil playing it on Game Pass. But no, I feel like it's a very, I, I think we're both the same with the first one. It's a very good sort of like test case of what they can do. It yeah. felt a bit tedious towards the end with the amount of loading screens you have to go through, seven of them to get to like a quest. But um, I, yeah, I just give me more and I want that tone in the game, please. Yes, totally. I mean, you know, I really enjoyed the first Outer Worlds, but obviously, like you said, there were room for improvement in there. You know, it wasn't quite the RPG that I wanted it to be. wasn't quite um, the Fallout New Vegas style epic that, you know, I hold every Obsidian RPG up against. But at the same time, it was really good. And I think more importantly, the world that they created, you know, was just so interesting and rich and kind of like complex and funny that I want to spend more time in that universe. I want to spend um, more time with these characters. I want to see the world fleshed out and I want to see some of the limitations of the first game. Like you said, the constant loading screens towards the end kind of eliminated, hopefully with the new hardware. This also unsurprisingly considering, considering that Obsidian has been bought by Xbox and Microsoft is going to be an Xbox exclusive as well, um, which means it is another reason I'm going to have to buy this machine sooner rather than later. Though I imagine <laughs> this is going to be quite far off considering the tone of the trailer and how they just said that we've got nothing. We don't even know if these monsters are going to be in the game, but we are working on it. It is coming. I think it, this and was just one for Microsoft to be like, yep, this is put a pin in this. We're going to be getting to this eventually. This is a reason why you, sh you should invest now. 2023 you got a thing right you don't want to come out the same year as starfield that's true that's true you don't want to like cannibalize your own games and especially when you've got like like i said obsidian's also making avowed which is another rpg obviously yeah. very different settings but you know you've got time you've got a lot obviously you know we, we this is this is the funny thing ben right with the games that we've gone through so far this is like a fraction of what they showed and we haven't even got to the rest of e3 we haven't even got to the other conferences um and you know you've got so much like i'm genuinely impressed by what they've had to show and before we move on to something completely different though I do want to talk about what they closed the show with, which was um, Arkane Austin's new game called Redfall, which is a co-op game, although you can play it um, single player, open world vampire hunter title. I think that's probably the best way to describe it. We saw this really cool cinematic trailer where we had four heroes battling against a bunch of kind of like supernatural, almost cartoony-esque vampires. And honestly, this did it for me. This was one of my favorite shows of the entire show. I love what Arcane has done in the past. And I thought, I just, I just realized how much I missed games with vampires in them. When I saw this, I was like, yeah, this is what I need. This is what I need in my life. Yeah. I don't know if you're as excited about it as I am though. I... Uh, a little sad that there's nothing, no rumors of another prey. Uh, I feel yes. like that just probably just didn't sell enough or something like that. But that, with the game pass more, you got to imagine that it could just get another one out there. But Please. yeah, Arcane are amazing what they do. Like I, I will play anything Arcane. I still need to dive properly back into the uh, almost said Thief, uh, the Dishonored games, and really get going with them again because they're all on Game Pass. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, it was a great closer because it was something that we didn't know about, even though I feel like it did clash a bit with Back for, Back for Blood, even though this had a more of like a different tone than that. And uh, this seems to be more focused on actual teaming up to take down monsters. Again, like this could change from what we see in the cinematic trailer. But yeah, it's nice to see that it wasn't zombies as well and it's vampires and uh, there was a tall vampire lady in it. So I know <laughs> that I don't know where that came from. Maybe they were just harping off something else, but it was a great way to close the show. 
Yeah, quite literally big boots to fill for that tall vampire lady. Yeah. Um, we do have, actually, we do have a final game that we need to talk about. And it was your favorite of the whole showing. It was yeah. Forza Horizon 4, Benroy. I know you're just absolutely over the moon to see another installment in this franchise. Well, I, I just have to say Forza Horizon, Forza Horizon 5, right? Yeah. What I can compliment it about is it's showing Mexico as not a crime-ridden, war-torn, destroyed part of the world. Like, imagine, like, if you've only watched Sicario and played other games, you just see Mexico like this just must be the one of the worst places in the world, just depicted by media. But to see all like nice and happy, and there's some jungles and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's Forza, and it's um, a game with cars and. I might play it, but it's got Top Gear DLC or Halo DLC. <laughs> hey, I do think you make a good point, though. You know, it's such lazy shorthand, especially in movies, that when you cut to Mexico, quote unquote, it's just it's just like <laughs> the the worst visually placed with like yeah. a, a brown awful filter over the top it's such a lazy depiction and yeah i think this will go a long way and you know just showing how diverse the region is i thought it looked visually beautiful you know for the horizon series in general is is one that i've kind of like i've never gotten into but i've always appreciated it from afar like i always thought forza horizon 4 looked really lush and this was another reason where i was another game where i was looking at the potential of getting this series x as soon as possible and just tallying up what i wanted to play and you know what that's quite high up on the list because i thought it looked gorgeous I thought, you know, it's a, it's a series that I just want to give its due. And I feel like, you know, it's it's a reliable hitter, you know, Forza. A lot of people love it, Ben Roy. I know. I know I'm trying, trying, to, trying to convince you, even though I've not really played it myself. But I, I won't download it. I will probably end up playing it once when I go to a friend's because he loves the Forza games for some reason. But uh, yeah, I'm just going to be honest. That I, I, um, yeah, fine. Another car game. They're, they're big games, and you need to keep making these big car games because is Gran Turismo and ever going to come out in the next hundred years? So <laughs> let's go eat, eat Sony's lunch. I thought I thought they actually tried to have a little dig at Sony, not even necessarily on purpose, but when they were talking about Forza Horizon and the big demo, you know, they kept stressing that this was built from the ground up for next gen, whereas we've just got the news for Gran Turismo and it's going to be a cross-gen release. And apparently that came late in the day, which is, you know, it's going to be interesting to see just kind of like what Sony has in response to this whole showing in general. There are rumors that there's going to be a, some kind of state of play in a few weeks. You know, that was seemingly teased at some of Game Fest when we got the Death Stranding director's cut. And Jeff Keighley said, we'll see more about this in the future. That's rumored to be part of that full thing. And before we do a little wrap up, were there any games that I missed off that you desperately want to shout out? Or do you think we've covered most uh, of the Microsoft stuff? I think we've covered Microsoft really. I can't really think of anything else from that show. There was so, I mean, there was so much. Uh, and there was just so much coming to Game Pass, like, you know, like Yakuza, like a dragon coming to Game Pass, but, uh, and like Among Us is coming to Game Pass and things like that. But I really want to just jump onto some of these like last ones, I think. So I think we can go to the, um, are we going to dive on these other ones, not in the Microsoft realm or shall we? I don't know. I think I think we probably should, you know, because we've got like a few minutes to spare. And I feel like even though we focused on Microsoft, the other big game especially was Square Enix obviously announcing Guardians of the Galaxy, which has been yes. long in development. And they finally unveiled it last night with a great big demo. We got a cinematic trailer. We got a bit of a level. And honestly, I didn't expect to have any hopes for this at all after the Avengers. But it looked, for my money, 
really good. I don't want to get too optimistic about it, but I thought it looked pretty good, man. Yeah, I hate the feeling that this might be good, not because I want them to fail or anything, but because I need to see what the menus are and how many like leveling systems and currencies are going to be in this before. Because this could be... Uh, this could be great. This could be a lesson they've learned from the Avengers, or it could be, oh, we're too far in. We just got to double down with this horrible system we made for the Avengers. But yeah, it looks, I, I watched it again at a, earlier and it looks promising and looks like a video game and looks like the vibe <laughs> you should have got from the Avengers. So good on them for almost making a video game. Like almost that isn't, that isn't a way to just nickel and dime you. I don't know whether it's just kind of like, like you say, reduced expectations after the Avengers, but I couldn't believe there was actual color. There was actual like interesting environments. You know, we saw these alien worlds and all of the different kind of like details that were in there. And I was like, this is cool. Even the yeah. character models. I was like, these are cool character models. They're they obviously... don't look like budget ones like the Avengers really? did. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. It wasn't gray. It wasn't set in a warehouse. You didn't have like, yeah, like you say, these budget character models filling in for people that we already know and love. Obviously, to a lot of people, the Guardians of the Galaxy are going to be how they look in the movies. But even with that in mind, I thought, you know, from Star-Lord to Gamora to Drax to Group to Rocket, whoever, um, they were all obviously identifiable, but they had their own twist on it. And the fact that it seems like there's been some creativity and some imagination put in there, I thought that was neat. You know, we obviously need to see more. They did confirm that it was going to be a single player only game. I think the idea is that you only play as Star-Lord. They said there was going to be like no microtransactions, no DLC, no battle pass or anything, anything like that. And they also confirmed that it wasn't actually going to be connected to the Avengers or Spider-Man um, from Sony's um, stable. It's going to be its own thing by its own developers. And if we can have some kind of clean break from the Avengers and not have a game that follows in our footsteps like this is promising to be, I have, I'm optimistic. I was also optimistic about plenty of other games that failed, but you know, I don't want to go in too pessimistically, but I'll, I, I'm getting there. I'll wait to see the game before I believe everything they've said. So that's just how I am with it. I just need to, I mean, even if Avengers, Avengers is presented to me for free, I'm just like, ah. Well, Ben, right? Here's the thing. You don't even have to wait that long. This was the big surprise. It's coming out October this year. Like it's coming out October 26th, I think, 2021. I didn't know that every That's single time surprising. i say it every single time i say this i always yeah. feel like i've gotten it wrong but i'm pretty sure i've gotten it right in fact i'm going to google it right now just to and make sure i've got you, it right as you do the googling i'm just trying to work out how many games are now all coming out <laughs> at the end of this year and next year is going to even be more of a bloodbath it's just like well it's it's, it's cool because we've got like back. you know for the, for the longest time, this kind of like second half of this year was quite vacant. Um, and now I feel like we've got a few things penciled in. You know, yeah, it's, it's 26th of October, 2021. That's when it's coming out. Um, so that month we've got Back for Blood, we've got Guardians, we've got a bunch of other stuff. And ultimately, it's this E3 so far, obviously we've still got some time to go. Um, but it's just got me excited for the rest of the year. I think the biggest, the biggest winner wasn't just Microsoft, but it was also Game Pass in general. Like I think if 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 you were not sold on that service right now, I always feel like we like shill it. Like we don't get paid. We're not like yeah. advertised by Game Pass. We just enjoy the service so much. And I feel like if you watch that showing and you're not like convinced that it is definitely just great value, like I don't know what else would convince you at this point. I think the first time on this podcast, I that was my whole thing. I was like, oh, these Game Pass games I've played, they're really good. And ever <laughs> since then, I've been the Game Pass person. But yeah, even that, that Scorn is coming out, like that sort of non-Guy yeah. Guerrillian thing. I, God, yes. 
yeah, there's, there's so much coming out. And but like, uh, I think isn't a certain Far Cry game coming out the same sort of month as well? Like, uh, yes, Ubisoft, it is Far Cry Six. Ubisoft are also dumping two games at the end of the year. I say dumping. I'm looking forward to both of them because, like, uh, I don't know if it's a secret, but we're both were big both rainbow six heads for a long time like we yeah. both i don't even know that's a term i just was trying to think i was trying to say <laughs> uh and um the, the the former quarantine is now being renamed to extraction <laughs> and man i i think they've i think they've taken a turn with this because was it always i don't know it felt like a bit zombie-ish but now it's all gone for aliens and i just want a co-op another co-op shooter where i shoot some aliens in that engine because i'm falling out of Rambus at Siege over the past year from the consoles, console jump and I just want more I, I just want Ash to tell me what to do when I'm going for there with Sledge's Hammer I don't know about you <laughs> no totally I fully agree like like you said you know we were big into Rainbow Six Siege but then we kind of like both dropped off at around the same time for whatever reason maybe it was the console changeovers but um, yeah one of like the coolest things I thought they did in that um, game was the the limited time mode which has essentially been fleshed out into this new extraction game like it's full-on yes. release and i thought that taste was really interesting i like the incredible aliens vibes that we're getting for it hopefully it's going to be good hopefully it's going to kind of like fill that gap i feel like we're getting a lot of like alien slash vampire slash zombie co-op shooters this year there's but an hopefully... aliens co-op shooter come out this year as well there's an actual aliens <laughs> oh, yeah, license from remember that yeah there is so i think in summary there are a lot of games coming e3 is still ongoing we've had a bit, lot of big showings at the moment and i want you guys to please let us know what you thought of e3 did you are you enjoying it i keep talking about it like it's over it's not over there's still plenty of stuff to come and we'll no doubt do more podcasts and videos on what else is announced when nintendo etc um drops their shows but yeah let us know on social media whether it's the what culture gaming twitter or our own personal twitter accounts you can find me at uh, josh broom with two o's and you can find ben roy at, at ben roy turner and this game let us know what, this podcast oh, is only on game pass this podcast is we're not sponsored we're not at all sponsored by game pass yeah let us know what you thought about microsoft's conference in particular and which games you were looking forward to until then though i've been josh joined by ben roy this has been the what culture gaming podcast and we will see you soon phil where's my check <laughs> Lost in the mail, mate. Lost in the mail. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.